You're listening to season number two, episode 56. This is Jeff, stimulating thoughts about life, igniting the spark about what's going on, and exposing the dark from the light. You can do a lot of things by yourself, but you can't do everything by yourself. Behold, Simi, life, real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Are you on the path then you found the right show? Sure. Are you the spiral or the zero? The zero. In and out of time, you can call me hero. In the distant future, I can see the hero. Hero. My gift is foresight, love sharing insights, stimulating thoughts about life. About life. Using metaphors, are we living in the night? Exposing the dark, I bring awareness to the light. The light, the spark, the spark. Good morning, my neighbors! Welcome back to another episode of Ignite the Spark Family. Today is January 30th, 2018. And for those of you new to the show, we stimulate thoughts about life with personal stories and insights because we believe changing our world starts with the idea. I am your host, Jeffrey, coming to you from internalmartyr.com. You can always go and check us out there. Also register in order to get new notifications of new podcasts and also new blog post that comes out whenever they do. With that being said, family, I want to let you know before we get started today that you can also ignite a spark by sending your questions or comments to internalmonarch at gmail.com or by leaving your comments in the contents or the show notes below or, or YouTube, wherever you may be listening to it from. You can leave your comments wherever you can, and that will also create a spark if it's a great comment. All right. So with that being said, family, Let's go ahead and get started. So for those of you that missed the last show, we did a little show talking about the AIs. We just asked a few questions about, you know, the different things that we should be concerned about with these AIs. Some of the things or concerns that women might have with men now having a I don't need a man kit. And um, we also talked about, you know, a little bit of a numerology behind the name concerning these robots. Or at least that one robot, Sophia. Uh, We talked about the numerology about that. And let me see. Give me a second. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Let me see. Uh, yeah, we also shared comments. I'm not commenting. Yeah, we also shared comments for the first time in our last show. We did that. And we also shared some videos and blog posts like we always do for each podcast. So if you haven't caught the blog post, make sure you check out the show notes or the description of the show where the links are located. And you can check it. You can click on the links for the last show. And also the blog post for this show, okay? So what we're going to talk about in today's show? Well, in today's show, um, it's going to kind of be, I don't want to try to make it, I want to try to make it focused, all right? But I'm going to talk about some other stuff in between there. But basically what today's show is going to be talking about is parasites, all right? Parasites. And um, and then from there, I want to I want to try to break this. The way I want to bring parasites to you is in a different way because this is not the typical parasite. I'm not talking about ticks and stuff like that, okay? So I want to talk about unwrapping our gift for the world. I want to talk about having support versus paving your own path. I also want to talk about living in the shadows of others, projecting our negative thoughts onto others, and I also have a bonus that I want to share with about Dave Chappelle, something he said, um, and something that I shared with my family member who's going through some stuff. So I share that with you towards the end of the show as well. Okay, so that's what the show layout is going to be for today's show. 
So if you're interested in anything I just made up, or I didn't make it up, but anything I just said, you know, you make sure you stick around and, you know, enjoy the show. Now, for those of you who are just joining on to the show just to find out what's been going on with me, I ain't going to make you wait any longer. I'm going ahead and spit it on out, right? So it's been a while since I've been on the show. You know, that's pretty obvious. You know, I did a show last year, basically, right? <laughs> and so it's been a while since I've, you know, I've done the show. So since the last time we've been on here, we we had a we had a Christmas break, right? We had New Year's that came about, and then there's just some things that I've noticed through this year that already this is kind of putting me uh, in the hot seat, so to speak. Okay, so. Christmas. How was Christmas? Christmas was great. You know, like I said last year, uh, me and Lee both lost a very key figure in our life. She lost her father, which is my father-in-law. I lost my grandfather, which is her grandfather-in-law. All right. So we both lost someone very special to us. And um, because of that, you know, they are special to us. But my her father left her. You know, she she had a he had a mother and it was, that was her only child. So she was left behind and she's struggling trying to cope with her son, her only son passing. You know, and then my grandmother was married for like 60 something years. And so she's trying to cope with, you know, losing her lifelong partner after so long. So because of that, we both wanted to make a point to make sure that we were able to spend time with our family during the special holidays. Right. And so that's what we did for Christmas. We, we went back and forth for Christmas. OK, uh, as far as uh, opening up the gifts, we had a great gift as far as Christmas. You know, we had a little bit of extra money this year to, you know, spend on family members and get extra gifts for people and things of that nature. And I spent a lot of money on Lee this year to make sure that she had a good Christmas. Let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all something. Look at this. So I went and bought, you know, we was, you know, she always say I'm not listening. You don't never listen to me. You don't never listen to me. Right. She say this all the damn time. Right. So we went to this. We happened to go to the mall. We, was, uh, we went to a Christmas party up in Lexington when we had that Christmas party. And we was at the mall. She just told me to, you know, hey, can you come and get this perfume? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like I went in there and I'm like, oh, well, they didn't have what she was asking for. So, but I remember what she asked me for, right? So, you know, I, you know, I come down, I come back home and for Christmas, I get, you know, I get her two perfumes, you know, and I get her um, this nice jacket, you know? So at the, at the time she had three, well, at the time that she seen, she had three Christmas gifts. And she was like, uh, well, I don't want just three Christmas gifts. You know, I'm like, hold on a second. Somebody sound ungrateful here. I'm just joking. She didn't feel, she didn't sound ungrateful. But I'm like, hold on, what do you mean? She's like, I want more than just three gifts. You know, take something. If this is, uh, you know, such and such and such, take this back and give me more gifts. I'm like, oh, so you don't want quality. You want quantity. You know what I mean? So because of that, I'm like, okay, well, dang, I, I got her some really three, the, the three gifts that I did get her were kind of expensive gifts. You know, so I was like, okay, well, fine. You know, I didn't take them back. Even I, I don't never do that to her. I said, fine, you know, so I went and bought more gifts. I'm like, dang, she ain't even satisfied, right? Let me go get more gifts. And I kept, I just overloaded. Like, okay, more gifts, more gifts, more gifts. So when Christmas got here, you know, we never, you know, this year we normally open our gifts before we go to Christmas parties and stuff like that. But this year we didn't. This year we actually decided to go ahead and go to, you know, Indiana to visit the family and come back to Tennessee, visit the family, and then come home and enjoy our own Christmas skills. And we did that, and it was a great experience. We had a great time. And uh, she was telling me this year, she was like, man, you outdid me this year. She felt soft. I was like, hey, it's your fault. You know, you don't told me you didn't have enough gifts, so, you know, I bought you more gifts. I just kept on going, kept on going. And it, it was like maybe a day or two after Christmas. I'm like, oh, man. 
here go another gift. I forgot. I forgot. I put this one over because I was hiding them all over the house. You know. I'm like, oh man, here go another gift. I forgot about this gift. I ain't even wrap it up. You know. And so I, you know, she got a lot of gifts this year. So she had a good Christmas or whatnot. And then for New Year's, New Year's came about. You know, well, is it New Year's? You know, that's a question I should ask you. Is it even New Year's right now? I don't feel like it's New Year's. It doesn't feel like a New Year's to me. Uh, for New Year's, we didn't really go out or anything like that. We kind of stayed at home this year. Didn't really be bothered with a lot of that traffic and a lot of that, you know, havoc. It's all out there doing New Year's. But, yeah, so New Year's was pretty decent. You know, we tried to drink some of that because she, she doesn't drink. So, you know, I drank me something, but she didn't drink. So because of that, we tried to share one of those fake wine bottle things, you know, sparkling wine or whatever. And that shit was disgusting. God, that was horrible. It tastes like... Communion juice with sparkling Sprite water. Watered down sparkling Sprite water on top of that. It was horrible. Oh, God, man. Like, we threw that bottle away. We didn't even drink it. We, we took a sip and like, nope, nope. Happy New Year's and that's enough, you know, and we didn't drink that shit. Not at all. But anyway, so that was what was going on for New Year's. But as far as the New Year's, if I say I don't feel like this is New Year's and I don't feel like it's you know, for me personally, it's because for a couple of reasons. Well, one is because New Year's doesn't really start in January for a lot of people some people it does for some people it doesn't in the west coast or in the western hemisphere yes new year's is in january for some people in the eastern hemisphere nope new year's is in april and those people are called april fools right and um i can agree with the fools though you know because if you think about it like in december what happens in december the leaves fall well it happens before december but by december by the time december has made it here you can pretty much guarantee the leaves have fallen off the tree the animals are now hibernating and there's no more uh, flowers growing and the grass has died down it's not green anymore so basically when you look in the december you're looking at death right you're looking at the decaying of mother nature mother nature has is in her downfall in december but in january she is back at full force she's fertile again flowers are being born trees are reblooming and animals are you know making love and all kind of stuff is happening life life is happening in april not in december so for us to say okay we're going to celebrate life or the new year right we're going to celebrate that when we celebrating death, well, you know, well, Christmas isn't New Year in December. That's not celebrating death. That's celebrating just Jesus' birthday. Yeah, that might be true. You can find that date in the Bible anywhere. That might be true. But if you can't find that date, I have to call you on that. But you can find that Saturnalia was celebrated in Jan in December. The course of the history of time has always been celebrated around this time. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace good will toward men. And that's what Christmas is all about. You hear that boy? That's what Christmas is all about. Actually, Granddad, Christmas is a pagan holiday and Jesus probably hates you for celebrating it. There ain't gonna be no Scrooges in this house, boy. Look, Granddad, it's clear from the scripture that Jesus was not born in winter. The shepherds who saw the angels announcing his birth would not have been out in their fields in December. The Palestinian winters are too cold, if you believe in that sort of thing. The truth is, Christmas evolved from the Roman holiday Saturnalia, a winter festival where men gave gifts to each other. They also would get drunk, have sex with each other, and beat their wives. People would act so crazy on Christmas, the holiday was outlawed by the Protestant church until the 1800s. As a matter of fact, the United States Congress...
you know? But I don't know. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get in that today. So we're going to leave it alone. But, you know, what's been going on with me is this. In January, my lower back started hurting me so bad that I had to take a week off of work. And started noticing that my routine was not working for me. And I need to get my work stuff together. So work has been kind of slowing down. Not really slowing down, but work has really just been showing me that it's time for me to start doing my own thing. I'm already a contractor, but I'm a subcontractor with a contractor, right? But now it's time for me to... I told him in my fifth year, I was going to start moving and doing my own thing. And so this is year five. So I'm, I'm supposed to be, you know, finding more customers and, and putting my name out there a little bit more. So, you know, if you look, if you see me promoting, you know, certain paint jobs and stuff on Facebook and stuff like that. Now you have a little backdrop on why that is. Right. So I've been promoting my business, trying to get more customers, um, trying to get into this work habit uh, routine or I mean, this working routine, exercising routine and also following the blueprint. The blueprint is something you're supposed to watch. You're supposed to read every morning. But I'll share that sometime later. I might share that in this podcast. Or I might just do a special blog post and just share it in the blog post or something like that, okay? So that's what's been going on with me and everything like that. But we're going to be coming up on a break uh, pretty soon. So before that break gets here, I want to go ahead and let you know that in the next segment, we're going to be talking, we're going to be bringing up the comments that you guys left behind. Uh, and um, we're going to go over the comments. And then we're going to get the show prepped for the for the for the content so how am i going to do that well i'm going to i've already did the blog post so what i'm going to do is i'm going to just um go over this blog post for those of you who don't who don't have the time to read or just don't prefer to read it or anything like that i'm gonna lay the foundation down and then i'm going to break down or you know give the deeper insights or whatever expose the dark about what i'm really talking about so that you can have a full picture of everything okay so with that being said family i'm gonna get up off of here let this uh commercial come in and from there We'll keep it moving. All right. Care, learn, share. Internal Monarch is on the quest to take over the globe because we care to learn and we learn to share. If you can resonate with our creed, make sure you press the follow button and also press the share button so other people out there can find this show. And don't forget, you do have a purpose. It's exposing the dark. Have you woken up? Woken up. Stimulate your thoughts by igniting, the, by spark. igniting the spark. Are you Are able you to see? You do have a purpose, it's a purpose, it's in the dark. Are you walking your own path? Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Welcome, welcome to the kingdom. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Internal monarch.com. Stimulate your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose, it's exposing the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Stimulate your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose, it's exposing the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Welcome to the station with the imagination. Using the mental capacities to rule the nation. No hesitation, no need for shaking, no limitations. It's confirmation. Humanity's our dedication. And salvation's our motivation. Experience the validation. Disinformation, the medication for cultural degradation. Prescribing mental occupation with spiritual revelations. Metaphorical dissertation. Building occupation, it's time we spark communication. Taking over the globe, followers, followers. Similar to thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose, it's a purpose, it's dark.
All right, all right. Now that we're back from that short commercial break, let's go ahead and bring up these comments from last week's show so that we can get on it and keep it moving and, you know, give these people their shout out, see what they got going on, how they thought about what they thought about the show and blah, blah, blah. Right. Let's go ahead and see. So rolling on the floor, laughing on these diseases on your feet thing. Some people are just OCD to that extreme. Yeah, you're right. They were OCD. Golly, that was horrible. But, you know, it is what it is. Next comment, Katana is the Windows 10 voice thing, like Alexa or Siri. Oh, okay, so Google is basically the voice for Google. I thought, but I thought Alexa was Google. I don't know, I know Siri is Apple. I thought Alexa was Google, it might be Amazon. So Katana might be Google, right? I might, I might get that right. Well, thank you for putting me up on game. All right, thank you for sharing my comments and my commercial. Well, Linda, you are very welcome. A movie I would like to suggest everyone see if they had not already is Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man, okay. This is by this is with Robin Williams. It addresses not only AI being sentient, but AI wanting to be more human and having a marriage with a human. Hey, Sam, sounds like Sophia to me, doesn't it? Sounds like what about you, right? But uh yeah, I think I might want to check out Bicentennial Man because before this movie before I knew anything about real AIs, it was all sci-fi, it was a movie, you know, and but now that this is becoming a real thing, I'm pretty sure that Bicentennial Man has a few nuggets in there that we should probably, you know, look at with a little bit more um what a what a you no know, I don't know. We should look at but like that. It addresses not only AI being sentient, but AI wanting to be more human. And have a marriage with a human but why would an ai want to be married to a human it's almost like pinocchio I'm a real boy. you know and but you're a human you're a robot you're never gonna be a real boy or a real thing you're gonna always be an ai you just gotta be happy with what you are you know but if it can't never be happy with what it is wouldn't that impose that could probably impose on humanity though right it was wanting to be humanity and but it can never be humanity I always wonder how the characters on Star Trek who program family and holographs lives on the holodeck felt about that. They knew it was fictional on a virtual reality simulation, but yet some of these episodes seem to be very serious and take it as an alternative real life. Well, I'm not a Star Trek fan. Never really watched Star Trek. I know who Spock is. I know who Captain Kirk is. I don't know the guy's name on it, but I know he played the guy on Reading Read Rainbow. Uh, and the other guy who always stood out to me, I never knew him. It was the with the black guy with the with the um, with the skull head type of thing. I don't know his name, but I'm pretty sure any Trekkie knows who I'm talking about. But those are pretty much the oh, and Android. I think his name was Android, right? Those are the only things I know about Star Trek. Don't really know too much more about that. But as far as you saying they knew it was fictional on a virtual reality simulation, but yet they seem uh, they seem to take things serious. It's like, you know, um, our, it's like our, we are, it's the same thing we do. You know, we take life very serious, even though our soul and spirit knows that this is basically a simulation designed for our soul to gain the experience necessary. You know, I was talking to someone, um, earlier, um, yesterday and I was telling them, you know, basically what I was telling them was, you know, um, if you, um, when you're born into a life and you're, and you always are a very nice person and you always, you know, but you always seem to be the, you know, the rug, people always walk all over you, take your kindness for weakness and stuff like that. You know, you're, that was by design. That's, you know, you, you have this lifestyle so that you can learn that you need to learn how to stand up for yourself. 
And you also have to be able to learn that people will take advantage of you if you allow them to do so. So you will keep going through this lesson until you you finally see the pattern, because that's what we do as humans. We, we recognize patterns. Right. So until you in, you're going to keep going through this situation until you recognize the pattern. Now, once you recognize the pattern, that's where the sense of good and evil comes in at. So because now you either either do good and, you know, do the right thing or you can do evil and continue to do the wrong thing. You know, in, in this person's situation, it was actually being the rug, you know. So once you become aware of once you become aware of your pattern is in life, that's when you you be you're empowered to make the change or you're disempowered to say I'm a victim of this and I can't change, you know. And so um, like you're saying, we take, you know, you know um, this is a simulation or whatever. Hold on, make sure I'm let me make sure. Yeah, just like you saying it's a simulation or whatever, this that's what it is for our, our our spiritual adventure as well. It's a simulation, but yeah, and still, as um as a physical being, we take this thing very seriously. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just wanted to share that with you and share a little story backstory. But anyway, thank you for sharing your comment. Uh, I think the problem is the fact that sex spots look human, i.e., like a man will be cheating on her with another woman. I guess to even things out we would need to create a male sex spot for women. Well, they did do that. They didn't just make, I, now I might've came across as making it seem like they only made sex spots for men, but yeah, they also gonna make them for women. They're gonna have these fake bots for women as well. So that women ain't gonna be left out. You think they're gonna miss out on that money? You gotta be crazy. You think they're gonna miss out on that money? They know, they market to women. They know women like it. They, women like it so much that, you know, they, it's suppressed to make them think, make women feel like they they dirty or something because they like it. But yet, and still, a man likes it and it's okay, right? So, no, no. And shoot, I'm thinking about, they are, you know, I was listening to Cat Williams the other day. I watched his show and he brought up the fact that they're going to be coming out with Viagra for women, right? Viagra for women. Now, I don't know how that's going to work because it's already a problem for men with Viagra because they get on this stuff and they can't get their meat to go down and they be in pain and it hurts every man in here know viagra works most shit for men does not work viagra is not one of them viagra works its ass off that shit works too good and every man either knows it because you needed it you prayed to god for it for the first time in your life you said your prayer with your dick in your hand just heavenly father this is your humble servant lord you rose Lazarus from the dead, Jesus, and if you would just lay those same mighty hands on my penile region. You either know it because you needed it, you prayed to God for it, or you didn't need it. You just figured you tried see what the fuck it would do before you did need it. But either way, you know Viagra works its ass. So as soon as you swallow it, it go right to your dick immediately. You like, wait a minute, I'm not even ready yet. <laughs> As a man, you be trying to figure out, is it even gonna make my dick big enough for me to even notice? Shit. Viagra, make your dick bigger than you have ever seen it before in your life. You don't even wanna touch it. It look like another nigga's dick. You just be looking at it. I'm walking with a new dick walk. You know, so how's it going to work for women? Because I think he said, they said it's going to be like 10 times stronger for women. So would y'all going to be walking around dripping all over the place? Like, what the hell? 
You know what I mean? Like, how's it going to work for women? Are y'all going to, is it going to create some type of side effect for women? Because, like, the side effect for men is pain, pretty much. You know, so what's going to be the side effect for women with these Viagra pills? I don't know. But it might not be the same effect, side effect that a sex robot might have. You know, a sex robot might just have a woman feeling like they've been with a life-size vibrator. You know what I mean? Who knows? But anyway. Rapists are generally control freaks. They want to be superior. I doubt they are going to feel superior to a bot because basically because they want to the real fear and domination that a, an actual human victim can give to them. Okay, I can I can see that. I understand that 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 premise. You know, um, you know, yeah, they might do want a real person who's trying to escape and fight them off, and you know, the fight, the thrill of being caught maybe entices them to do what they do or not being caught. Who knows? But you know, um, even if they don't want the you know, the feeling of a person actually trying to get away, you know, just as these sex dolls comments, because you can program them with your app and all that kind of stuff. So just these sex bots being able to be programmed into certain scenarios, you know, I was basically saying, you know, could it be like a, a gym for them? Could it be like a rapist gym? Who knows? You know, I'm just asking these questions. AI Mike. Okay, Linda. Hey, Linda, how you doing? First of all, AI Mike would tell Crystal, you are the most symmetrically programmed being I ever encountered. Would you like to share some time playing romantic music and media player? <laughs> and media player. Yeah, they ain't even got to go nowhere. They can both just, because, you know, these robots are going to be connected to the to the cloud, basically, so they can share their thoughts and feelings with each other without even having to say nothing. They can just send it through data links, you know. So, you know how, you know how, I'm just thinking about this, but you know how you might be in the public somewhere and you might be around an Asian person or you might be around an African person, you might be a Mexican person, who somebody who speaks a language you don't understand. And all of a sudden, they just start out of nowhere. Y'all might, you might, let's say you did something embarrassing though, all right? Let's just make it even more obvious. Let's say you did something embarrassing and out of nowhere, you just start hearing these people talking their own language. And by, by instinctually, you're going to say, man, they talking about me. You feel they're talking about you and you feel like you're being disrespected, but you can't tell because you know, you can't understand what the hell they're saying. You just can feel it because you know you just said something embarrassing and they talking. Well, what about these robots that are going to be connected to the hive cloud? You know, we do certain things or they're going to be starting to communicate with each other and stuff like that back and forth. And they're going to be speaking the languages that we can't really understand as a human because it's all data, right? I don't know. I'm making this stuff up, but okay, let's see. Keeping it moving. I am a birth seven and expression number five. Wow. Hey, hey, there we go. See, synchronicity right there. That's called synchronicity. You are a seven and a five. And we brought the information out for those people who have these numbers. So hopefully you learned a little bit about yourself. You know, if you did, you know, learn something about yourself, please share that in the comment as far as what you did learn. And if you, if you, if we said something that you don't really find to be true about having an expression number or the, the birth seven or expression five, please share that too so that we can see how accurate or how inaccurate numerology really is. I think we are coming into an age where we have energy, energy souls like you and I have, and AI will have digital souls. Thus, they will be sentient and aware of the world and wanting to learn and experience. I disagree. What do I disagree with? I disagree that AI will have digital souls. I don't really agree with that. Um, where would that soul come from? What do you consider a soul? What is a soul's purpose? How do you get a soul? Can you be soulless? 
these are questions I would ask you if I was around you to see what you would say to me. Because, you know, you always hear people saying, yeah, they sold their soul to the devil. So obviously a soul is something that you can have or you cannot have. So if that's the case, where does the soul come from? How is it taken from you? You know, and what is it? What in the hell is a digital soul? You know what I mean? Is, is it a copy of somebody else's soul? What is a digital soul? You know, because I do know that they're working on, you know, uh, digitally copying your, your consciousness so they can plug them into these machines. But that's a topic for another show. It might be the next show, actually. Now, I'm, I might be a little bit ahead of myself, but just stick tuned for that. But, yeah, digital souls, I don't know about that one. You know, I have to ask where that will come from, you know, because... Um, for me personally, I think our soul is something that comes from the divine source. Um, and the soul or spirit is what animates the body. Um, without life force, consciousness, spirit, so your body can't be animated. That's just my personal opinion. But then you kind of run into hiccups as far as, you know, these clone animals and things of that nature, even clone people. And, you know, I know I don't know they're cloning people or not. Yeah, they're cloning people. They're cloning animals. They're cloning people. And there was a whole purpose. They don't clone animals just to benefit animals and to benefit food. They don't they don't clone these animals to make more food for us. If that was the case, there wouldn't be hunger in the damn world. They, they want to starve people out, right? I mean, if that was the case, there's more food in the world than there are people. So why is there starvation? Because people... Are causing starvation, so they didn't make these clones so they can make more, make more livestock. No, they make clones to find out if they're able to clone people. And yeah, you're damn right, they're cloning people. Do we know about it? Not, not, not um, legally. We don't because it's unethical. It brings about the same kind of questions that an alien might bring about. Well, if you're cloning people, where did their spirit come from? Where's the soul coming from? And you playing God, and you know how this stuff goes. So they're not going to publicly say they're cloning people, but they clone a sheep and a dog and cats and horses. You're damn right they're trying to clone people. It's the whole purpose of cloning. But in 2013, a team of biologists led by Dr. Mitalipov in Oregon, USA, produced embryonic clones of a human being. After decades of failed attempts, science had finally committed the ultimate taboo. Using a technique called somatic cell nuclear transfer, biologists took the nuclei from human skin cells and transplanted them into eggs that had been stripped of their genetic material. The embryos weren't allowed to fully develop, but Mitalipov's experiment proved something monumental. Human cloning is, indeed, biologically possible. But some believe it's already happened. In 1995, scientists James Robel and Jose Cibelli transplanted some of Cibelli's cells into a cow's ovum to harvest stem cells. When the fertilized egg began to divide, Dr. Robel and Cibelli allowed the egg to reach the 32-cell stage before destroying it which means that Cibelli's cloned embryo was close to becoming a fetus. Left to grow, Cibelli would have created his own lab-grown twin. Unbelievably, Robel and Cibelli's story only made it into a handful of newspapers. Some, like author Russ Kick, believe that because human cloning is such a contentious subject, the scientific community don't want to reveal that it's already happened. Even Dolly the Sheep was over six months old when the scientists announced the successful cloning of her. But playing God is not without its consequences. Medically speaking, therapeutic cloning can provide new cells for organs. But religious and secular groups alike have criticized the procedure for its abuse of animal life and the frightening implications that it could have on society. For example, parents in mourning could be given the chance to clone their dead child to make them live again. Infertile or same-sex couples wanting genetic offspring might clone themselves as a form of fertility treatment. And if reproductive lines branch past first and second clone generations, then mistaken identity could become a serious issue. 
For anti-cloning activists, the good news is that current law prevents biologists from growing embryos after nine days. So the human gene pool is safe for now. That's what I'm talking about with the digital souls, you know, the hiccups when it comes to, you know, what does the soul come from? Because, you know, like I said, you got these animals moving around who've been cloned. So where did their soul come from? You know, so I would probably say that soul reside, resides in the blood or the DNA. And the DNA is comprised of cells, right? And a cell could be like a jail cell, right? So your soul is locked up in the blood because the blood is everything, right? So your, your soul is locked in blood and it's only it's, it's only after you your, your flesh has transpired that your sentence is over with, right? And you're able to escape these cells. I don't know. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you can go to the missions, our mission over here at tunnelmarner.com. You can go there and check, click on the link that says mission or the tab up there at the top right hand side. You go to your mobile, those three bars, click on mission and you'll see what I'm talking about from there. OK, but keeping it moving, let's keep it moving. Um, I did. I did make a comment on this myself and I told everyone out there, thank you for sharing your comments and I can't wait to share some of these. So, again, thank you for sharing your comments. And for those of you listening today, if you haven't shared your comments, please do so. I, you know, I mean, this is what happens. You share a comment. I read your comment and then I share personal thoughts that come out and it can make content by itself. So I appreciate that. So I want to say uh, appreciate you coming through and leaving comments. With that being said, family, we got another comment, another break coming up, another 30 minute. Well, we have another 15 minute break coming up. So I want to make sure we come to a close with these comments and um let me see if i'm missing anything so we went over the comments and now we're going to go over the actual what the show is going to be about all right so what i'm going to do it might be an extended part we might make it a 30 minute mark we might not but what we're going to do is i'm going to read this post and then i'm going to share some of my personal insights about this it's only when you attempt to better yourself that worms become activated. Things such as getting into shape, eating healthier, or refusing to use hair or body chemicals are just small examples of an infinite scale of examples being brought to light here. When you attempt to change your paradigm, those stealthy invaders attack you from the internal. Attached to many aspects concerning decisions, they attempt to convince you to attack the home base first. What this may look like on the external in most cases is that the person might find themselves saying, I can't. What's the point? Who am I kidding? I'm pretty sure you heard someone like this. We all have. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know someone in this arena. And chances are, if you went to work today, you held many conversations with some of these parasites that I'm speaking of before you was even conscious of it. It's nothing short of the matrix, actually. These worms unplug while you're asleep because your consciousness is offline. But then right before you wake up, they reattach themselves, taking control of the driver's seat again. Worms, I'm talking about, parasites. We all have them, and yes, even you have them. But where do they come from? Better yet, how do we even get rid of them? From my own researching, but understand, yours is better. They come from the things we touch daily. The things we ingest. Ranging from the sweets to the meats. And even, yes, the conventional water that we drink. But it doesn't just stop there. These parasites can also be loaded to us, onto us, by the things that we watch, the things that we listen to, and also the environments that we hang around. 
just like everything else in life some worms are bad and some serve a greater purpose so you see you do have the power to detoxify but you got to be careful because like i stated before some of these things are good for you and some of them are bad if you manage to resist the cravings uttered by these parasitic worms attempting to convince you to allow them to shack up for a safe haven your worms will then become like small fibers similar to tentacles almost like in that movie lucy you remember that movie lucy when she started accessing her brain she was able to see the wi-fi right and from the wi-fi she could see all these little data things coming down and touching people's cell phones and the, the towers and stuff like that think about something like that all right so once you start wanting to do better in life Envision people having these small little tentacles starting to reach out from their bodies and starting to try to attack you. Why is this happening? Well, it's because the worms um, and those around you are now um, listening to the worms that you had inside of you. And you're now looked at as being different. And the unsought begins as the worms and the others start to dig into you. They try to, they're trying to burrow back into you again because they, they see that you are detoxifying and these worms are falling out of you. Oh, please, he's getting rid of us, you know? And so these other ones are like, we got to get back in, you know? And so they, they try to dig into you. This could be seen as why people are unable to break free of their own worms unconsciously, attacking others who have mustered the courage and the inner strength known as discipline to evict these slithering freeloaders. Just like, in the, just like the air that we breathe that is there yet unseen, this content was created to spark your imagination so that you're able to see the hidden reality keeping you from becoming leech food or keeping you, yeah, it's keeping you, it's keeping you as leech food, not becoming leech food, it's keeping you as leech food, all right? So remember that even in the darkest of the dark, the light still permeates. You're like, well, I don't see it. How can that light permeate in the darkest of the dark? Because you also have gamma ray light, you have x-ray light, which is not seen with the naked, naked eye. And because you are a human being, which means you're a light being, when you have things in your environment taking place that are not in your favor, take a look at your light from a different perspective. Not the, not the natural light, but the gamma light, the light that you have to have special equipment with to see and see if you have any of these parasites in you. With that being said, family, I'm going to go ahead and take this break real quick. Come back and bring all this back down to earth. According to predictions, I could be a politician. Taking shit from the people like a mortician. According to predictions, I could be a politician. Taking shit from the people like a mortician. Humanity needs an intervention. I'm on a mission. Consciousness coming from another dimension. Think dimension. Taking mental body to ascension. Since you're spending time, pay attention. The currency maker making on us to get dementia. Always stimulating the mind so we won't listen. Something like a magician Well, my hand that came up out into a musician The things that I mentioned Take a mental body through ascension Since you're spending time, pay attention No such thing as a halfway look You either see this shit or you're halfway shook Cause earth is the garden that will make us gardeners I'm living in this concrete jungle like it's Harlem The snakes in the garden, the women changing hollering Hollering the hoe, chop his head off, head off Looking for the rain man, have you seen the rain man? The rain man, drought wizard, growing this insane And the government
government, Thursday, the prisons, the prisons, Thursday, the cops, the cops, Thursday, come on, a lot of killing going on, going on. Why they got a murder with cop before that shit is considered wrong? Real slow like it's me alone. People were afraid to live their life like it's on the loan. Cause all of my white lies invested in black ties. Who I'm gonna bleed? I'm gonna bleed my own eyes. I wonder if you maybe gonna wake up to realize the real war is taking place on the third eye. Distracted by this Monday reality until we die. To match up the people like the drama is glorified. Switch it up, switch it up. Climax, climax. We last like this. The IMAX. According to predictions, I could be a politician Taking shit from the people like a mortician According to predictions, I could be a politician Taking shit from the people like a mortician Humanity needs an intervention, I'm on a mission Consciousness coming from another dimension The thing that I mentioned, taking mental body to the sentence Alright, alright, so, you know, parasites are everywhere around us and we get them all the time, you know. We are a walking universe, you know what I mean? Like you have ammo, you have bacteria and germs and stuff like that living off your body. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. But you are a, you're the walking sun. You are a walking sun, right? You you produce body heat and all that stuff, so these things can revolve around you. So you know when you wonder why, like I wonder why ain't nobody taking over the planet. You have to look at yourself and wonder, you know, are you really taking good care of yourself? Are you taking care of all the billions and millions of microbes that's on your body? Are you being a good Dr. Seuss Whoville man, uh, mayor, you know? But I want to talk about something real quick that I told you I was going to talk about, which was unwrapping our gift to the world. You know, we need to find or, or needing to find your passions, your talents, and your aspirations. Personal story, growing up, um, I had a lot of different talents, you know, um, I was very short. I've always been a short person, but because of my height, my heart made up for that. So I've always had a big heart. I've always felt that I can do anything I put my mind to. And even though when the odds are stocked against me, I was still, you know, defeat, defy the odds. You know, that's, that's what I've grown to do my whole life. And growing up, you know, um, I had the gift of art. I can draw, had to guard the gift of, um, reverse engineering on how to take things apart to figure out how they work. Um, I had the gift of the gap pretty much, but not back then. Back then I was kind of shy, so I didn't really talk that much. But um, I had these different things. I can do flips and gymnastics and all kinds of stuff. I was athletic, stuff like this, right? But no one, I never had, I never had anyone in my life to unwrap me, help me unwrap the gift. They never showed, told me that, oh, that's a gift. I didn't look at my art skills as something I can make money with because back then internet wasn't a real thing and you didn't have resources like we have now so that you can see what other people are doing with their skills and talents like oh so this is what they're doing with their talent I can do that let me try this let me try to put my spin on it you didn't have that kind of outlet you know what I mean so um, basically when you have to when you when you don't have a person in your life helping you unwrap your passions or your gifts you might grow up thinking that you don't have any and so as you get older, these parasites start to recognize that, you know, you're kind of just drifting through life. And so what they do, they, they, they'll give you something, you know, don't be afraid to unwrap your gift. Your gift might not be the social norm, you see what I mean? But it's a gift. Unwrap your gifts, figure out what your passions or your talents are and unwrap them. That's what I'm starting to do. And that's why I'm passing the message on to you. All right. Next part I want to talk about is showing or uh, having support versus paving the path this is something i can speak on personally 
Yes, you might be able to pave your own path, but eventually you're gonna have to come to a point in the road where you're gonna have to have other people to show support or help you get across, all right? So I would say that when you have support, you get a lot further in life. Compared to you paving your own path, paving your own path might make you a legend in life, but when you have support, you might be able to succeed a lot faster because you're not only bringing yourself up, you're bringing other people up with you. So it all depends on what your path is. Are you trying to be a legend and you know do stuff that normally other people don't do? That's how you become a legend and pave a path. That's paving paths, right? Trendsetters. Or are you trying to beat the the beaten path, the paved path, and you know, just become known or something like that. I don't know. But I do know that if you don't have a support system, you need to start finding one. Don't think you can do it all by yourself. You know, that's a parasite talking to you, telling you that you can do it by yourself. That's not you telling you that. So find a support team. But I'm not telling you not to pave a path because you also came here to pave a path. You didn't hear you didn't come here to walk the path that somebody else walked before you. That's not why you're here. You're here to pave a path based off your life experiences, what you have learned, and um, you know, and then you share that with other people. You know what I mean? So pave the path, but also look for a support group. That's what I would tell you. And what I mean by looking for a support group is I'm saying if you if you have a vision on what you're trying to do, don't hang out with the people who's trying to put you down and put you pulling, you know, the crab in the bucket people. You know, find you some new friends, find you some people who are trying to do what you do and, and, and hang out with them or just talk to them on a consistent basis once a week or something like that. You know, just to see what they got going on. Are they are they slipping? Are they staying on a on a game? Or, and y'all keep each other, held each other uh, accountable for that kind of stuff. All right. And then the uh, next part that I said I wanted to talk to you about was the actual uh, living in the shadows of other. All right. Um, I want to share a story about this one. So I had a family member who um, basically all of the above, you know, they never unwrapped their gifts. They never knew what their passion and talents were, you know, and, I, and they, even growing up, they was in band. I was like, well, don't you have a, don't you have any talent? Don't you like to do certain stuff? Like I like to clean. I'm like what's not, I, 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 I mean, I guess, I guess that's a talent. I don't know, you know, but I can't, who am I to say that's not a skill or a talent, but what I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, but that's kind of, kind of, you kind of grew into that because you had your child when you were young. And so you kind of had to learn these responsibilities responsibilities at a very young age and you know they kind of grew on to you and so now you identify yourself with that but when you were when we were younger didn't you play when you were in band like yeah I was in band but I didn't really like band I was in band because such and such was in band and I was just you know they didn't want to be in their body self so I wanted to I wanted you know got in there to help them out I'm like oh I thought that was one of your talents nope what a talent okay you know but they never they never had time to actually sit and think about what it is they wanted to create in life what they want to do in life because they had a, a, a child at a young age they got married at a young age age and they you know started a family and then they got kids or whatever and so they never got a chance to actually find out um you know actually get out of the shadows of others you know and so um now they think that their passion is cleaning i'm like well that's not a passion that's kind of a hobby uh, or or a chore but that's not a passion like what are you creating for other people you know and they haven't thought about that yet so they're still living in the shadows of other people because the next thing they thought about was well if i wasn't doing this then i would i would be in the army because that's what all the people in my family on my father's side of the family do they join the army see that's living in the shadow you're still not doing you still haven't found out what you truly at, at your heart level came here to do you know um and so that's that's that you know uh but to even go in further 
um with the same conversation with the same person i'm always going to share it now because they are not liking the way their life is running playing out right now you know they they have a bunch of negative thoughts and they get confused these parasites are confusing them making them think that the negative thought is coming is about somebody on the outside and i'm trying to let them know no no these thoughts that you're having are thoughts about yourself but because it's hard for us to see ourselves in the negative light you're projecting these negative thoughts onto other people and thinking that they're gonna their life is coming to an end or something like that. But really, what it is is you have you have over over the last month now, almost over two months now, you have been doing researching. You have been researching, um, you know, different things for your your business for your because she wants to start her own business and stuff like that. So you've been researching your business and getting things in line and coming up with packages and stuff like that. So really, what you're what you're feeling is the the, the parasites are feeling their death so they're thinking oh we're gonna die we're gonna die and you having these thoughts death 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 you're hearing you're hearing these parasites scream you know it's the end times you know because you're talking about changing your whole paradigm so they're thinking end times and so you're projecting these these thoughts thinking that other people are coming to an end but it's really just your your old lifestyle is coming to an end it's not no one in your life is coming to a you know a, a, a a death point or nothing like that and if it is you know it's, it's it's because it's their time it's not because you feel in a certain kind of way and you making it happen no no don't feel like that i'm i'm telling you that these feelings that you're having is coming from you wanting to change your lifestyle and you're trying to come you're, you're trying to consciously and subconsciously come to terms with that and because of that you're producing negative thoughts that's why that's what i would tell you I, who but who am i i'm not a doctor you know what i mean i'm not a psychiatrist or nothing like that so take this with a grain of salt but hopefully that will help you get out your rut that you're in right i want to share this story before i get off here and then this is going to be the last part and then after that we're going to get up off this show okay so dave Chappelle did a show talking about emmett till and he was talking about how um you know the white woman who lied on him as far as you know, getting him killed and all that stuff. You know, she on her deathbed, she told the world that she lied. And she lied because that, well, matter of fact, here, listen to it for yourself. And and the reason that I bring that up tonight and why it's relevant now is because less than a year ago, the woman that he allegedly whistled at admitted on her deathbed that she lied in her court testimony. And you can imagine when we read that shit, we was like, ooh, you lying ass bitch. <laughs> it was furious. But that was my initial reaction. And initial reactions that we all learned as we get older are, are often wrong or more often incomplete. They call this phenomenon standing too close to an elephant. The analogy being that if you stand too close to an elephant, you can't see the elephant. All you see is its penis-like skin. <laughs> you gotta step back and give it a better look. And on stepping back and thinking about it for a few moments, I realized that it must have been very difficult for this woman to tell the truth that heinous about herself at any point in her life, even the very end. And I was grateful that she had the courage to tell it before she left this world, because it's an important truth and we needed to know. And I said to myself, well, thank you for telling the truth, you lying ass bitch. <laughs> and, in, 
time goes on, and then after time, you can kind of see the whole elephant. And it's humbling, because you realize that this woman lied, and that lie caused the murder. But that murder set in motion a sequence of events that made my wonderful life possible, that made this very night possible. How could this be that this lie could make the world a better place? It's maddening. And that's how I feel about this president. I feel like this motherfucker might be the lie that saves us all. So she lied about this guy whistling at her because she was getting abused at home, you know, domestic abuse. But she didn't want to get home and get beat up again. So she lied on this little kid who got him killed. But what Dave Chappelle pointed out, as you just heard, was the fact that had she not lied, what would take place, right? Well, the reason I'm bringing that up, because we're about to close this show out in like less than three minutes. But maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but the reason I'm bringing that up is because um, my family member is doing the same thing. You know, she was upset. The same person I was just talking about. She was upset because before she had her first kid, she was supposed to be going to the army. And, you know, she wanted to go to the army and, and she said she wanted to go and be in the front line and shoot people and stuff. I don't I don't understand. I think that's a parasite. But she was mad because her father lied to her and said, oh, I'm going to pay for your college. You ain't got to go to the army. I'll pay for your college. Even though he, that's the side of the family who all went to the army. You know, he's trying to tell he's trying to put her up on game, but she don't see it. Right. And she like so she didn't go to college. She I mean, she didn't go to the army, you know. And she's now she's upset because she's thinking her life would have played out different. I said, yeah, your life could have played out different. You could have died going to the war. You know, a lot of people die over this fake WMD shit. The main reason we went into Iraq at the time was we thought he had weapons of mass destruction. It turns out he didn't, but he had the capacity to make weapons. So, you know, he probably saved your life. And I'm not saying that your kids wouldn't have been born, but they might not have been born through you. You know what I mean? So, you know, you should actually be, be grateful that he lied to you. Because it, it reminds me of the Dave Chappelle story about how she lied on Emmett, you know, and because of that lie, you know, civil rights and all that stuff took place. So because he lied to her, she was able to give birth to her children, which she don't even know what their future holds for them yet. So she might have gave birth to some of the greatest people on the planet and she don't know that yet, you know, all because of a lie. You know, so I guess a lie, I guess, you know, a little white lie don't hurt. I mean, it might hurt somebody, but. So I guess does it have a does it you know is it justifiable I don't know I guess that's the question was that all these lies justifiable if you lie to somebody and it can save their life is it justified if it takes another person's life or no it is what it is so with that being said family that's what I wanted to talk about today um this this episode was all away from the AI, the AI so I wanted to try to you know break away from that for a little bit but in our next episode I want to talk about some of the stuff that Elon Musk got going on. You know, if you're not familiar with who Elon Musk is, Elon Musk is the creator or one of the creators of the Tesla car, you know, and he's also one of the creators or founders of SpaceX, which is the program that's trying to get people to Mars by, I think it's 2029, trying to send people to Mars. And he's also one of the creators of something called Neuralace or Neural, Neuralink, I think it's called. All this stuff is in the blog post. You can check it out. That's why I'm telling you about it now, you know, uh, but you can check it out in the blog post. You can get, you know, up to date on that. 
But um, that's what we're gonna be talking about on next episode. So stay tuned for that because I found some some um, some stuff from my old podcast show that I used to do called Common Sense Entertainment, and I found some old documents that I had put together for that show. So I'm gonna bring it back out and, and resurface and renew this stuff and uh, bring it to you because it was some interesting information that you should know about. Definitely with you know Facebook and DARPA and, and all these type of stuff, you will definitely be interested in this information. So stay tuned for that next episode. And with that being said, family. This is Jeffrey stimulating thoughts, igniting the spark, and helping create a better way by exposing the dark. Today's content was brought to you by Internal Monarch, the brand that is dedicated to helping humanity live up to its greatest potential. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to go to internalmonarch.com to get registered today. Also, don't forget to download and follow us on Spreaker. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. You can also find it in the App Store on your mobile or handheld device. If you're engaged in social media and would like to link up with us, check out the show notes to find all the links to our social presence as we take over the globe. We would like to give thanks to soundbible.com for providing some of the sound effects that help make today's show possible. We would also like to leave spark plugs for the family out there so no matter if you're in your car doing laundry or hanging out in Colorado we know what time it is baby be sure to check out our sister Linda Arwen at the awesome insanity surface podcast where she takes rare news and adds a twist of excitement to it if you're looking for spiritual metaphysical or perhaps fringe topics you can also check out Linda on off the cuff radio better known as OTCR both her shows can be found on her website at AIS xq.com again that's aisxq.com if you're looking for something more pragmatic and a bit more down to earth be sure to check out my brother from another dave canyon with the dumbing it down with dave show take a ride with dave as he drives and tell us how life ought to be in his 2008 gold kia rio every week dave shares his marriage report as well as other things that i can't mention at the moment because i'm just a dumb dumb you can easily find dave by going to the app store and type Typing in, dumbing it down with Dave. If you happen to go by to visit the family, be sure you let them know and turn them on our you. Looking at this sunken place is getting critical. The water's overrun by these bankers and criminals. With millions becoming leaders, this is despicable. Got into the psyche, attached to subliminal. Making sure, content that stays at the minimal. Keeping us divided together, invincible. This is